with some breaking news, Peter. Yes, yes, yes. Um, we had a bit of breaking news in the NBA today. Um, Billy Donovan, yes, former Florida head coach for a while, obviously more notable coach the Oklahoma City Thunder um, for the past couple seasons, uh, agreed with the team to not return, um, has been picked up by the Bulls. Yes. Um, so the Bulls have a new head coach. Peter, you're our resident Bulls fan. What I, do you, I guess I am. Yeah. Yes. What do you What do you make of this? Um, considering what he has done for a team that really wasn't expected to make the playoffs, I really like this because Billy Donovan. the The point of Billy Donovan is that he's able to bring a team. He's, his team play is able to work well. He's able to. Uh, bring up new up-and-coming players, and Chicago was full of young players. And I think he's definitely one of the guys who... I mean, he was a Coach of the Year candidate this year, so that's... I think the fact that he's able to bring a lot of team chemistry and the fact that he's able to not really focus on one player, kind of make it more of a team game is why I think this is a really good pickup by Chicago. And also Boylan, really anybody but Boylan was kind of the motto in Chicago at that time. Yeah, I mean, Billy Donovan seemed to really find some consistency in a Thunder team that, you know, was... I mean, obviously they lost... I think they lost Westbrook and Harden by the time he got there. And he still, you know, gave them a bit of... Stability, obviously, this season in particular, they weren't favored or they weren't even supposed to make the playoffs at all, and or they weren't supposed to go anywhere near, and they were the four seed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I th- honestly, I look at this and I, I almost think it's a a good move for Billy Donovan because while I do think the Thunder had a good year, I still think they're in kind of rebuild rebuilding mode, and I think it's almost better for him to leave on a high and go kind of find a new challenge. And now the Thunder can focus on maybe their shift away from guys like Chris Paul, starting to focus on using a lot of those draft picks that they got and, you know, rebuilding. So I think this is a a win for both parties. Um, Where do you see the Bulls finishing before we move on? Um, Next year? Yeah. Well, they finished 11th in the East last year, if I'm not mistaken. So... Maybe it'd be tough to say, depending on what they do this offseason and who they sign and what they do with number three pick. Four pick? Three pick? Yeah. Um, uh, three. three. No, four. They're supposed to get... Yes, four. It's, four. Um, yes, that's right. Yeah. So I think with the high draft pick that they have and um, the depending on what they do this offseason, I think I could see them possibly... Either just missing the playoffs, if not maybe sneaking in to the eighth seed okay. at best. But yeah, I think this is a real step in the right direction for Chicago, especially when it comes to developing those young players. I think he's a really good move as a coach. Yeah, I think he'll he'll bring a lot more stability than some of their coaches in the past. Um looking at some teams that have had some more present success, no offense to the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Um we have more conference finals action, Peter. The Nuggets take on um, the Lakers tonight in Game Three, the Nuggets are down 2-0. Mm-hmm. Typically, exactly where they want them to be. Yeah, typically this is where they win, and then they lose again. So I ask, are the Lakers playing right into the Nuggets' hands? Is this another three-one opportunity? Well, it's hard to say you're playing right in the hands after you're winning games. Yeah. I mean, it's like but, we're winning games. That's exactly what we want. But them it's to what do. happened last time. I know. <laughs> I mean, as long as. Uh, LeBron and AD do their thing. I don't think this Lakers team should be worried. Yeah, I mean, I've always said this Lakers team, if they can have their guys off the bench and have at least two of their starters play well, mm-hmm. like three players at best, two maybe two starters and a bench player need to like go play really well, and this is a championship winning team. Because I mean, AD and LeBron, they're gonna score twenty five, thirty points a game. And it's going to matter around the team around them to really play up to that level. And I think as long as they do that, I think that they should really have nothing to worry about, honestly. Yeah. Even though the Nuggets came back from 3-1 twice in the same year, I don't think it should be something that 
should be in the front of their minds. There's just one guy that I think a lot of people believe is the difference between a Lakers team and a Clippers team. I know on paper they seem very similar. Mm-hmm. Playoff LeBron is a different thing to deal with mm-hmm. than even a guy like Paul George or a guy like Kawhi Leonard. I think I think you're right. I think LeBron just wants it too much. And despite the Nuggets putting what already is a Cinderella season together, I don't see them doing much damage. To be fair to them, you know, they kept it close in in game two. They needed an Anthony Davis buzzer beater, which, nice shot, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a definite miscommunication between, I don't know who it was that was guarding him on the inbound, but Jokic didn't I think it was switch. Plumlee. Yeah. I think Plumlee was on... Um AD and then AD moved behind the screen and then Plumlee was yeah. going to guard JaVale yep. and they miscommunicated and he was wide open. Yeah, whoever it was that was guarding AD and got beat. Or was it beat, Mason Plumlee? It's either Miles or Mason. I it's think Mason. It's, yeah, Mason. So Mason was guarding him or was supposed to be guarding him after he came off that off the ball screen and caught the pass. And so a bit of a botch there. But um, yeah, I think this is just the Lakers series to get. I do think the Nuggets will keep it close. I think it'll they'll almost tease their fans where they'll mm-hmm. start to do the 3-1 comeback again or the 3-0 comeback or if what have you. If it goes to Game 7, I have Denver. Yeah, oh yeah. I think so too, just because, well, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. It's pl- if it goes it's, to Game 7, I have Denver. It is, yeah. I mean, how many times do they have to do it before you just have to accept that they win game seven they do it every single every time every single series up to the finals they've done it the past two years in pretty much every series every series they have had that's gone to game seven in the last two years because that happened no, last year yeah because no, last year against san antonio in round one they were the the nuggets yes oh that's right yep. yeah um the other series we have is i don't know how much more interesting it is but um game three of this series is tomorrow no sorry game four over this series is tomorrow mm-hmm. Celtics Heat? Um, the Heat still lead the series two one. Despite I have a statistic, and I know I told you this off air, mm-hmm. the Heat have only led in this series about twenty percent of the time, but they have a two one series lead. And you know what's crazy? What this is only their second loss of the playoffs. Yeah, I. They are still on fire. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think? You know, the Celtics came back in Game 3. Is this the momentum shift, or do you think the Heat are going to still close it out quick? Or Honestly, it's going to depend on tonight. You think so? I think if Miami goes up 3-1 tonight, I think Miami is taking this one in at least 6. Tomorrow night, too. Oh, I meant tomorrow night, yeah. Yeah, They take it tomorrow night, they're winning. If Boston takes it, I mean... I think because Boston in game three won because Kemba Walker had 21, Marcus Smart had 20, Jalen Brown had 26, and Jason Tatum had 25. I don't know how common four players with 20-plus points is, but I don't think it's something that you can sustain for four more games or at least three more games. Because I know Kemba's been struggling. I know Jalen Brown sometimes have his, has his games. Mm-hmm. And um, Marcus Smart and Tatum, I think, have been the two really solid players. And it's all going to depend on Hayward, too. Hayward came back uh, two nights ago for the first time. Or last night. I don't remember when it was. I don't see how much of a difference he really makes coming off of an injury in a already heated playoff series against a team that... I mean, he proven. played bad last game, but if he's able to do well off the bench next game, he might be the one who's able to step up if one of those other starters that I named before isn't able to. I think if Kemba Walker can drop 20 points for the rest of the series, it's the Celtics easily. I don't trust him to do that, though. Is I, I don't either, but I if he does... If they all drop 80, if the starting five drops 80, then sure, yeah. yeah, I have Celtics winning, but I just don't see that continuing on for at least three more games, which they have to have in order to win the series. Well, I think if he can, if Kemba can pick up the slack, if like Marcus Smart drops off for a game or Jalen Brown drops off for a game, they can still be just as deadly as if those guys are That's what I'm saying. If one of them drops off, then Gordon Hayward, if he's able to step up and play that role that he has been playing before he got injured, 
then he can make a huge impact coming off the bench. That's true, too. I just think I see Kemba having more of a chance of doing that simply because, you know, it's hard to adjust to that level so quickly, especially in the playoffs. Although I feel like it is a little bit slower just because teams play a little more conservative. But Gordon Hayward is a great player, so I I wouldn't put it past him. He had six points. He was plus one on his plus minus, so not too bad. And five boards and four assists. So he was active. Mm-hmm. If he can just, yeah, if he can just maybe score a little bit more, it might help them. Um, but who do you see winning that series then? If Miami wins tomorrow, I have Miami. If Boston wins tomorrow, I have, we'll go Boston in seven. So it's just all dependent. It all tomorrow. depends on game four. What do you, what do you think is more likely? I think Miami winning. You think Miami's going to win tomorrow and close it out? I think Miami's going to win and close it out. Six? Five? Five? Four? Three, four. Two? One? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, no, it'd be five. I know. I can't math. Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, I'll have them closing out in... Ooh. 12 games. I'd say six. You think six? I think six. I think Boston will steal one, and then Miami will... Wow. Finally put the final dagger in in game six. Miami Heat to the NBA Finals. Who'd who'd have thunk it back in the day? I didn't. Back in the literally almost a year ago. Remember when the Bucs were supposed to... (sighs) Hey, you made fun of my team. I get to make fun of your team. I didn't make fun of your team. Hey, remember when you said, talking about playoff teams, sorry, the Bulls aren't... The Bulls haven't been a playoff team in years. five minutes ago. I know it isn't, but still. (laughs) No, that's... I guess that's fair. Um, so, yeah, that'll uh, wrap up a quick NBA discussion. Um, but when we come back um, from a quick break, we will have NFL football. Week, week two wrap-up, um, a week full of injuries, unfortunately, but a week full of some interesting games. We will bring the, uh, the analysis of that to you along with some previews for next week. You don't want to miss it. Um, this is the Penalty Box on KCOU 88.1 FM. Tune in to High and Tight with me and my co-host, Logan Perrone, as we catch you up on the latest signings, trades, news, scores, and highlights from around America's pastime. Every Sunday at 11 a.m. on the 88.1 FM stream and our website, kcu.fm on the blue box. You love them enough to do anything for them. Mom, I need to be wiped. Coming. Including checking nhtsa.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. Chiefs, Peter. What about them? They required three 50-plus yard field goals made to beat the San Diego Chargers. Not the San Diego Chargers anymore. The Los Angeles Chargers. They're still the San Diego Chargers in my head, I think. If you go to San Diego, they're not going to be there. That's, well, and I mean, their fans weren't really there either. Ooh. Ooh, Ooh. sorry. Anyway, um, we'll dive into that one first. Um, We've got you know, a little bit of an NFL recap. We're going to talk about a few of our favorite games from week two, starting out with the Super Bowl, defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs, um, surviving an upset in L.A. against the Chargers, 23-20. Harrison Bucker at the end of the game made a 53-yard field goal that was then called back five yards for a penalty on the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, he then made a 58-yard field goal, but the Chargers successfully iced him. Mm-hmm. Well, not successfully iced him, but called the timeout and still had him, you know, kick Mm -hmm. and then he stepped up and made another 58 yard field goal to win that game um just giving my thoughts on before all that happened that led up to that Mm -hmm. i watched um pretty much the whole fourth quarter of this game patrick mahomes's body language really was making me nervous and like i was watching him on the sideline while the chiefs were making you know a defensive stand for him to try and drive down and win the game in regulation Mm -hmm. and he looked so dejected and annoyed with the way the game was going, but then he came in and just was an absolute stud. He ran everywhere despite, you know, constant pressure on pretty much every play in the final drive from the Chargers. But the Chiefs' offensive line needs to step it up if they want to beat better teams than the Chargers. 
Well, don't take any credit away from the Chargers either. Yeah. Uh, Justin Herbert, five seconds before the kickoff, coach says, hey, you're in. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Those are 300 yards. Uh, I do not know the stats off the top of my head. Well, he... But he had a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown, which is the most... Which is the first time since 1950s that a person making their debut was able to do that. A rushing and a passing touchdown? A rushing and a passing touchdown in the first half. Oh, in the first half. I was like, didn't Joe Burrow do that week one? They have Joe Burrow throwing 61 passes Joe Burrow a game, didn't so. do a, throw a touchdown pass to week two. He oh, he didn't. To week two. Week two. Oh. But yeah, Justin Herbert, 311 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. 22 for 33. You can't ask more for him against a defending Super Bowl champion. No, you really can't. I was not the biggest Justin Herbert fan coming out of college, and obviously, you know. I don't think a lot of people were. Yeah, a lot of people weren't super high on him. But, yeah, he, he, showed, him, he showed everyone wrong. I mean, proved everyone wrong. You know, in his first game, at least. And now, I think the question I have for you: mm-hmm. Do they roll with him now from here on in? Like, do you do you go back to Tyrod Taylor? Because obviously, they weren't intending on having him even play. It was a sort of a not freak injury, but an unfortunate injury uh, for Tyrod Taylor that ruled him out. I would. Uh, I would. You would roll I w- with. <laughs> I would, even though Justin Herbert played pretty well. I mean, it's it's one game, and the only reason he didn't play is because Tyrod Taylor was having breathing problems before the game, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I feel like, although he played really well, I'd say give him two or three more weeks to kind of, you know, be confident. I know he played really well and built a lot of confidence, but, I mean, it's easy to have one really good game and then just kind of slouch, and then all of a sudden, okay, this guy's a bum, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, I think that Tyrod Taylor, I think what they're going to, like what they'll do with Tua in Miami as well, till about week five or six, they'll have either Tyrod Taylor or in uh, Miami's case, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then they'll start putting him back in. Because I know he played really well, but at the same time, I think Tyrod Taylor didn't look bad either, and Mm -hmm. he had the starting role before, so... I would roll with Tyrod for the time being. I would I'm inclined to agree with you for its similar reasoning, just because like you said, you know, as a rookie against the best team in the league, albeit, you know, not undisputedly the best defense in the league, still, like you said, put up numbers that are were even historical in some aspects. But I agree. I think I'd probably ease his like I know that was really throwing him off the deep end in game one but that was an extreme situation Mm -hmm. I think in maybe going back to Tyrod Taylor you say to him look we know we're really impressed with your performance this isn't a situation where we think Tyrod is necessarily better than you but it's we want to ease you in get to you to you know know the playbook even more because if he can do that against a good team five seconds you know he only knew five seconds before the game he was even going to play, mm-hmm. and he did that against a good team. Who knows what he can do if you know he has a couple weeks to get his you know mind in NFL mode even more and to learn the playbook and stuff. Like, I think that'll only build his confidence to, like you said, go back to Tyrod Taylor for a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on, the Cowboys. Peter completed a how 20... about them Cowboys? Oh, not saying that. I'm, how no. about? No. I'm sorry, Dem Cowboys. Dem Cowboys. Oh, I said it. How about Dem Cowboys? Completing there a 20-point comeback against the Atlanta Falcons, who are just become becoming notorious for choking leads. Mm-hmm. Look at the Super Bowl. Unforgivable. Um, yeah, what did you see from that game? I saw um, uh, a defense that played really well in the first half. I think they gave up three fumbles in the first quarter. And the offense was able to really uh, capitalize on those. But then all of a sudden, I guess uh, Coach McCarthy was like, okay, you know what? We're the best offense in the league. Let's play like it. And then all of a sudden, they started playing really well. Dak Prescott started going off. Ezekiel Elliott finally figured out how to run a football without dropping it. (laughs) And it was an offense that we were expecting to have in the first game. And it didn't come out until the second half of week two. And it required a going down by 20. Yeah. I mean, so that said, does 
are you convinced? Are the Cowboys legit? Because I know a lot of people are saying they were legit, you know, before the season started. I had no doubt this offense could pull off crazy numbers because they have one of the best running backs in the game. They have Amari Cooper, who is one of the, I'd say, a top 10 wide receiver. They have C.D. Lamb, who was a, I think he was, was the number two wide receiver coming in. And they had... Michael Gallup. So the offense was going to be really good. It was just going to matter on the defense. Not only that, but they lost a lot of good players defensively week one as well due to injuries. So it wasn't the offense that, like, I don't know. I think the offense should be playing like this every game. Yeah. They should be putting up numbers like this every game because they have so much talent on that side of the ball. They shouldn't have to, like, they shouldn't have to wait until the, until, the second half to score 30 points in a comeback win because the Atlanta Falcons don't know how to jump on an onside kick. That was ridiculous. That was, I mean, okay. I will say real quick as a soccer fan, the bend on that football, ridiculous, mad respect for they should have jumped. Atlanta should have jumped on it. Atlanta should have jumped on it, but the way he curved it to, you know, look like it was going so short and then just kind of loop it back and like arc it. Almost do like a parabola type thing. Shout out, I don't even remember geo- geometry, geometry, geometry. Um, but anyway, the 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 kick was very nice. But that being said, yes, the Falcons should have jumped on it, and I agree. Like, they shouldn't have to wait. This offense should, you know, be you know carrying like you said a, a defense that's been rattled with some injuries, um, you know, earlier in games. I mean, this is a a good trend, but I think if you're a Cowboys fan, you're you know, kind of air right it's now. So anno- it would yeah, be, it'd annoying. be annoying. I'd be annoyed because yeah. you have such a you have so so much good offensive potential, and I mean they should have won this game by twenty points. Mm-hmm. But no, they, it has to come to a last second field goal by Greg the Leg. Shout out him <laughs> for winning it. And I think now that they like know, they finally clicks. I think we should be seeing a lot more offensive, high scoring games from Dallas from this point forward. I agree. Um, moving on, Tom Brady uh, won his first game as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, beating the division rival Panthers, thirty-one to seventeen. I didn't watch too much of this game, Pete. What did you What did you see from it? Well, after I think last week's loss to the Saints, I think people kind of worried that Tom has dropped off. It's over. Let's leave the bandwagon while we still can, but. And I guess people think that because I guess the the Saints also lost yesterday, but we'll dive into that later. I didn't worry too much about it just because Tom Brady is in his first offense since he's literally been in the NFL and he's with a bunch of guys who he really hasn't played with. So I don't know. I think he played fine. Uh, It's a Carolina team that's definitely building up. Uh, Leonard Fournette had a really good game, 12 carries, 103 yards, two touchdowns. That helped Brady a lot who only had 217 yards and a pick and a touchdown. So, I mean, it's kind of what I expect. Not to say that I was expected, but, like, him being almost 40 years old in a new offense with, I'd say, better wide receivers, but still, he looked fine. And I think Tampa's still on that track to not win the division. Well, actually might win the division, saying how New Orleans bounces back from this loss. But, yeah, they took down a solid uh, – they took down a Carolina team that had only – well, I don't know. I really don't know what to say about this. It, <laughs> it's, it was just kind of so it's a boring and so, like, I, I just expected it. Yeah, I, I'll just add one quick thing. I think we all know Leonard Fournette's potential. Mm-hmm. If he really – maintains that he's found his home in Tampa like he said he has. He certainly showed it rushing and, you know, he had a couple catches, nothing too spectacular, but 104 yards on the ground, not 100, sorry, 103 yards on the ground, two touchdowns is impressive. And if he can put up numbers like that every game, he's going to give... If he can average nine yards a carry and two touchdowns a game, sure, yeah. Sky's the limit. I'd love to have him on my team. Yeah, anyone would. Um, just real quick, highlighting a week of injuries. Christian McCaffrey for the Panthers, their running back, um, took a took a shot. I think he has a high ankle sprain. A high ankle sprain, and he will be out for I think it's four to six weeks. I believe so. Yes. Um, unfortunate for some 
fantasy users. Yeah, Him and Saquon, so, unfortunate. Yeah, Saquon um, towards ACL against the Bears last week. He'll be out for the season. Yeah. Um, looking at the next game, um, we have the Bills, the Buffalo Bills, the 2-0 Bills, Bills, Bills. NFC favorite. Mm-hmm. Dare I say Buffalo NFC Bills? NFC favorite? AFC East. They're in the AFC. Why did I say that? I, I don't know. I don't know. Strange. Um, the Bills beat the Dolphins late, 31-28. Um, Josh Allen is one of my fantasy QBs. He's very good. Had a stiff arm of like three people that was dope. He fumbled I, at <laughs> the end of that play, by the way. But didn't he? It didn't lose it. He didn't lose it. It fell it just, out of bounds. Yeah, you know, you try and stiff arm to professional football players. Maybe I will. Okay, we'll film it. Put it on our Twitter. Yeah, that's Follow us on Twitter, by the way. Um, I think it's just at the penalty box. I really should know by memory before I shout out. Anyway, the Bills beat the Dolphins. Peter, what did you see? Uh, Josh Allen is really good at throwing the football. Yeah? 400 yards, four touchdowns. Stephon Diggs, career day, 153 yards, a touchdown. Uh, John Brown, 82 yards, a touchdown. Uh, Bills played well throwing the ball-wise, but Miami, give them respect. They played really well. Mike Isecki, a guy who I thought, who I really liked his second year coming out of Penn State. Uh, he looked really solid uh, some games last year, and he looked really solid in this one. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, casually throwing for 320 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, I think at this game you should look at, like, yes, the Bills should have won this game, but you got to get, and they did win this game, but you should give credit to Miami a little bit making it a game, and um, just put some respect on Fitzmagic's name. Yeah, I, I I agree. Put some respect on Fitzmagic. More so, I think, though, this offense with two, I think, could actually be really, really interesting. If they can put up numbers like this with Fitzpatrick, if two can really hit the ground running and, you know, add that rushing threat that, you know, I, I don't know how much, Fit, I don't think Fitzpatrick has as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they can create kind of a really dynamic thing. Like you said, um, you know, Gasecki, their leading, uh, he played really well, their leading receiver on the day. But, yeah, interesting to see what the Dolphins would do once Tua begins to take form in Miami. Um, Sunday Night Football on NBC. Um, Cam Newton and the Patriots took on Seattle in Seattle, lost uh, the final play of that game. Cam Newton did a little flip uh, trying to go for the end zone after a very good drive, a scary drive by the um, – Patriots, but um, Seattle also hit with a couple injuries. Bruce Irvin, I believe, is done for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a... I think Marquise Blair is yeah, also Yeah, Marquise Blair is also injured. Um, what do you think... What what does that say for the Seahawks for the rest of the season? Those injuries? Yeah. Um, and just that game, too. I what think, did that performance show you? I think it showed um, the defense. I think this is considered one of the top defenses uh, coming into this year because they have... Bobby Wagner, Jamal Adams. I mean, they have a really solid defense. And the fact that New England was able to pick them apart in that last drive and those last few drives, I think really shows about how dangerous this Patriots team can really be. In terms of the injuries, uh, Marquise Blair going down, he was a backup. So not to say that, oh, it's okay that he got injured. No, it sucks, but Mm -hmm. it's not going to be a deal breaker for them. And on the other hand, the backup for Bruce Irvin, who's out for the season, is the rookie, Jordan Brooks, who's going to have to show that he can step up and play in an NFL defense. Yeah, that'll be very intriguing to see. Yeah. If we, if Seattle should have maybe taken Patrick And Queen. I think this game really shows how much disrespect people had on Cam Newton before. Correct. I mean, he he looked, in the, at least in that last half, he looked very, very good. He was controlling the offense. He was making plays either with his feet or his arm. Julian Edelman had an insane game, eight catches for 179 yards. I mean, Cam Newton is, I think, probably... Cam Newton to New England was probably one of the best things to happen to New England or to a team this offseason, mm. period. Yeah, I agree with that. I think he definitely has shown up, put in a but lot of work. also shout out Russell Wilson, five touchdowns in a pick. Five touchdowns, 288 yards... I hope this is his MVP. He's year. the MVP favorite for some. Um, that's kind of shows why. Um, I feel like this always happens though. The first yeah. four games, he looks really, really good, and then somebody, somebody will look really good by week five or six. People will put Russell Wilson in the back burner, and they won't get any MVP votes. Yeah. 
Um, looking ahead real quick to next week before we dive into a little college football, um, there's a couple games you have. We have, you know, to bring. Try to pick the best of yeah, the best. Yeah, pick the best of the best. Um, Rams-Bills. Buffalo is favored by three and a half in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, is that going to happen? Are they going to cover? I think so. Yeah. I, d- I trust the Bills' defense to stop Jared Goff. Yeah. The Bills' defense, they put up three sacks against Miami. I know they allowed a lot of points, but, yeah, the defense is built different. And as long as Josh Allen does not throw Jalen Ramsey's way, I think they'll look I think they'll look good. Raiders Patriots. It's Pats by six and a half right now. Is that a little disrespect by the Raiders who beat the Saints last night? The Raiders looked very, very good last night, especially Derek Carr, who, yeah. was, who had he was he was twenty eight for thirty two, and he had two touchdowns, I believe. Mm. I should look this up, but Raiders looked really good. Pats looked very good. It's in New England, although there's not fans. I'm gonna say Pats win it, but I don't think they do it by six and a half. I think um, it'll be a very close one. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, Buccaneers Broncos Tampa Bay by six in this one. Broncos obviously lost starting quarterback Drew Locke, um, wide receiver. Oh my gosh, I just blanked Cortland on his Sutton. Name. Cortland Sutton. That's his name. Um, do you think they have a chance? No, no. I think Tom Brady is able to pick off that defense apart, and I think that Buccaneers defense, as shaky as it can be sometimes, is able to stop Jeff Driscoll. Uh, and that Broncos defense, although shout out Noah Fant, he's looked really good these past few weeks, and a Hawkeye alumni. <laughs> Had to get it in. Had to get um, it in. Also shout out, the Broncos did sign Blake Bortles, quarterback true. Blake Bortles today. That's true. So maybe it could be Blake Bortles mania up in Colorado. Imagine Blake that. Bortles and Tom Brady facing off again since the AFC Championship. There, There's a good fact for you. Since the Jaguars back into the AFC Championship all those years ago. Um, the Cowboys... Traveling to Seattle. It's Seattle by four and a half. Um, are the Cowboys going to produce the same magic as Falcons game? Uh, Seahawks defense is definitely... I wouldn't want to say... The Seahawks, like, rush defense... I think they'll run the ball really well, especially with the Seahawks defense that's kind of struggled on the defensive line and getting pressure all season. So if Ezekiel Elliott's able to kick it up a notch, I'd see the Cowboys winning it, but... Jamal Adams has also been really solid in the backfield. He's fifth in the NFL in sacks right now as a strong safety. I'm going to go Seattle by, yeah, more than four and a half. All right. Wow. Um, Green Bay and New Orleans. I will give my thoughts first on this, only because I took a look at Green Bay's entire schedule mm-hmm. today. I legitimately think this might be their most difficult game, and they're playing an out-of-form Saints team. Keep in mind, the Packers have put up almost 40 points a game. And they have, I think, an Aaron Rodgers who looks very similar to the Aaron Rodgers that won them the Super Bowl in 2010. I legitimately think the Packers This is could, revenge season, Rodgers. Yes, I think they could legitimately go 16-0 if they keep up this kind of momentum. Yeah, I have the Packers winning by more than three. Yeah. Um, Ravens and Chiefs. Uh, the two, you know, many consider them the two best teams in the AFC. The Chiefs have to kind of bounce back from a tough game against the Chargers, although they did come up with the win. It is Baltimore by three and a half. Um, what do you think? Um, man, this is tough. By three? Or three, not three and a half. Um, ooh, it's in Baltimore, but still, there's no fans. These offenses have looked really, really good. I think just because the Chiefs struggled against the Chargers... I'll go Baltimore, but every time I go against Patrick Mahomes, he always has a great game, so maybe Chiefs fans will be happy by the fact that I'm going with the Ravens. I'll go with the Ravens, and I guess I'll have them winning by three. I'm going to stick with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. You know what? That's smart. <laughs> I'm picks really Ravens. back and forth on this uh, one, but I, I trust. I, I'm, I'll I'll keep I'll keep with Baltimore. All right, um, we're gonna shift really quickly um, to some NCAA football, Peter. Yes, uh, yes we yes, have yes. SEC football finally. this weekend. Finally, finally, the SEC is back, and we have to dive into the first game, the biggest game, probably the biggest blowout, but the biggest game of the weekend. September 26th, football returns to Columbia, Missouri, Alabama are traveling to Mizzou, will face the Tigers. Um, Missouri got five players back today mm-hmm. um, who tested negative for coronavirus. I think there was a complication with the test or something. Oh. I don't remember. I think it was like a false oh, positive. Oh, false positive. Oh, so the original test was corrupted. But 
what? It, let's just get a quick score prediction from some games in the SEC, and we'll start there. Mm-hmm. Who's winning, and how by how much? <laughs> so we're starting off with Bama, Mizzou. Yeah. I'd say 49, 40, 40, 45, 10, Bama. That's actually, that's, I think Missouri could get 17. I think they'll get a garbage point. They'll get a field goal in like the first quarter, and then they'll get a garbage time touchdown late. And then maybe another one late, but yeah, I see Bama really running away with it's this It's up one. to Alabama by 27 now in terms of the spread. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Georgia and Arkansas. Arkansas led by uh, my favorite running back in college football this year, Rakeem Boyd, but is there, I don't think it's going to be enough to beat the Bulldogs. What do you think? Wait, is it Florida, Arkansas? It's Georgia, Arkansas. Georgia, Arkansas. Florida plays Ole Miss. Ah, that's right. Um, I, I got Georgia winning that one by a lot. <laughs> I'd say uh, 35, it's 35-7. Yeah, that's... <laughs> it's pretty they much don't have Jamie really Newman, say. but JT Daniels, I think. They have a good I think, enough. I think they'll be yeah. able to beat Arkansas. They have a good enough supporting cast. Um, Kentucky Auburn. This game could perhaps be a little bit more close. Kentucky staying in the rankings at twenty three. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, tickets according to ESPN on this are as low as one thousand one hundred and eleven dollars. Oh wow! Um, do you want to get some? Yeah, let's let's go to that game. Let's um, go. Do you think the Tigers will have an easy time against the ranked Wildcats? Easy time, no. No. I don't think it'll be I think it'll be a two score lead. They'll go back and forth. I think they'll be I don't think they'll have I I think they'll be I don't know how to explain this. <laughs> they won't have an easy win. Yeah. But it won't be like it won't be like a like I think a, the closest it'll be is like Well, they're favored by ten and a half, so like 10. that. Ten. I yeah. think the closest will be ten. Yeah, it's Auburn by ten and a half. I think I agree with you. Kentucky when I watched them against Missouri last I don't, year, I don't want to put any disrespect on Kentucky. Yeah. Terry Wilson is very, very good. Yeah, but I don't think they have enough to beat that Auburn defense. Yeah, I think it's just it's just a little bit too Auburn's just a little bit too much. Bo Nix will like he'll probably start to come into his own. Obviously, only a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, last game I believe in the SEC, Florida Ole Miss. It's mm-hmm. Florida only by fourteen and a half. Um, you know, Ole Miss is an interesting team. Do you think they have a shot? Do they have a shot? Do Probably. they have a shot? They're at home, aren't they? If I believe so. Yes. So they'll so they'll be in front of their home crowd. Florida. No. Yes. Yes, they are at home. Sorry. Go ahead. Florida's a team that, I mean, is coming off of what they do. They went like eight and four last year, mm-hmm. nine and three, yeah. something like that. So, having them at number five, I think they'll have some issues, but I think they'll. Solely come out with the win, kind of like the Kentucky Auburn game. I don't think, depending on how they do this game, I don't, I don't see them personally right now as a team that's like tightly enough to go to a to sneak into the uh, college football playoff. And I kind of see them finishing at like a maybe like a nine at nine or ten in the rankings. So. I'm going to say Florida okay. will win this one just because Ole Miss, even Lane Kiffin in interviews that said, don't expect anything big first year. I'll go Florida by 14. I, Yeah, that's a good take. I'd agree with you. Um, We'll do two more games, uh, not in the SEC, but just two ranked teams playing each other. You got Pittsburgh coming off a win against Syracuse mm-hmm. last time out, uh, facing number 24 Louisville, who are 1-1 one and, one and lost to Miami. Who's winning that one? That's going to be a close one, I think. I, it's pit by three right now. This is the just line. I'm that pit defense. Very line good. Looks very good. I haven't seen Louisville, but they're they lost by eleven to Miami, I believe. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Pitt because defense wins championships, and I'll take it by three. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it'll be close. I think I would have even given Syracuse chances at times against Pitt, even even though their quarterback play is very questionable. But, yeah, I'd probably go Pitt by a touchdown. Okay. Um, and then last, Army, 2-0 Army, facing off against number 14 Cincinnati. Army is 22nd in the poll right now. It's Cincinnati by 14. Do you think the Army bubble is bursting here? Probably. Yeah. I, I, Army is <laughs> – I think as soon as the Big Ten starts getting in there, Army's going to drop off really quickly. It's going to be a lot of teams. <laughs> and Cincinnati was a team that had a really solid showing last year. Yeah, I got Cincinnati by 14. 
Yeah, I'd probably go Cincinnati by like 20, to be honest. Really? I don't really buy into the Army hype myself. Um, is there any other game that you think will be fun before we kick it to a quick break? Um, Mizzou-Bama. Mizzou-Bama. Mizzou's beating Bama by 44 points. Yes, exactly. Yes, That's it should exactly be Mizzou by 27. Just kidding. No bias on this show. Absolutely huh? not. Nope. Completely neutral. Uh, All right. Ha, ha, ha. Well, that'll wrap it up for our little bit of college football. Um, when we come back, we, of course, have everyone's favorite segment, the penalty box. Um, we will introduce our guest and, of course, let him compete, see if he can break the record, which is, I believe, Kenny with 23. 23. All right. Um, so stay tuned for that. Don't want to miss it. We'll be right back. Saturday in Columbia is KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m. Cap off your sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. Hey, Joey, I got some stuff you just gotta try. What is it? Pot. You know, marijuana. Oh, well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Chicken. Joey's in a jam. What should he do? Okay. Uh, Get a pizza. Excellent. Get a pizza. Get real. Chicken. You got it. Let's see if Joey's that smart. Uh, I'm not chicken. You're a turkey. He's right. Drug dealers are dorks. Don't even talk to him. Cowabunga. KCOU would like to shout out East Side Cavern. It's the bar that's bizarre. Downtown Columbia's best karaoke comedy club. With a huge selection of drinks and activities and themed nights every week, East Side is a solid place to hang out. Really close to taking the top spot, but I think our guest today has a big chance of taking Kenny's record. Absolutely. I would consider him the Alabama of quiz questions. He Mm. is a quiz whiz. Um, He hails from California, Mm -hmm. and his name is Luke Magnanti. Luke, welcome to the penalty box. Uh, I'd like to say welcome back as the OG. True. That's true. true. Number one. Um, Shout out Luke's last answer. Or he has the greatest. <laughs> the he has the time. greatest penalty box answer of all time. Back when we were on the online only stream, when asked, "What is your favorite beverage?" Luke, I said, "I don't drink." He doesn't drink any liquids. No liquids. Any liquids. Nothing. I f- pump it in like an IV. Yeah. There you go. Um, so Luke, welcome in. Do you remember how the rules work? I do. Uh, I have something to say first. Oh, uh, just a little comments from. Uh, well, I and then I want to explain something. But comments. Uh, Pete for the Celtics scoring lines. Three of the four names you mentioned averaged over 20 points per game in the season, so it really comes down to Marcus Smart. If you're going Marcus Smart's been solid all season. I'm, all saying, season, I'm saying for the numbers. I'm saying off the numbers. It comes down to getting to that 20-point mark. Yeah. Um, another thing, injuries. Niners. Um, Nick rip, Bosa. Rip Jimmy G. Um, oh. <laughs> I, if I were the Niners, I'd be pissed because they're playing at MetLife Stadium again this week. <laughs> so... That's all I gotta say. And then, <laughs> and then for the, you said I have a chance. Uh, I've been contemplating this. Uh, do I go for the record or do I go for I good think you answers? I, I specifically put in enough questions for you to beat Kenny by seven. Yeah. Uh, Kenny, this is for you. Happy birthday, yeah, Kenny. We, we Happy were birthday, gonna, I was gonna Kenny. Say this. Happy, Happy birthday, Kenny. Kenny. I, was gonna mention um, that I am going to let you keep your record. I am not going to try for the record. Ooh, I will wow. try to do. Wow. Answers, maybe get some Sportsmanship. stories. Sportsmanship. Okay. Sportsmanship so, right here. I've been. I, I, I told Pete this, but I've told Pete this before. I know how I could beat the record. I'm yes. choosing not to. Wow. He has a strategy. That's his confidence. See, that's Alabama type confidence. This is why I said <laughs> he's the Alabama of quizzes. All right, Peter. We all know how it works. Luke has two minutes to answer as many quick-fire questions as he can. I'll write down the answers. We'll go over them at the end. Peter, are you ready? I have the timer ready. All right. Ready? On, on ready, your mark. set, go. Favorite beverage of choice? Uh, easily root beer. What's one thing we don't know about you? Uh, I've broken a bone. Uh, what's your favorite meal you like to cook and why? Uh, chicken patties because they're easy and they taste really, really good. Morning person or night person? Definitely a morning person. What is your favorite musical instrument and why? The guitar because it sounds cool. Are you a cat person or a dog person? Neither. What language do you know how to speak? French a little bit. 
uh, popcorn or M&M's? M&M's. If you were a potato, what way would you like to be Baked. cooked? Okay. Would you would you go to space if you knew you could never come back to Earth? No. Have you ever been mistaken for someone famous? Cody Bellinger. What animal would you choose to be? Polar bear. Where do you want to retire? California. If you could if you could audition for a TV a talent TV show, what song would you pick to sing? And a walk? Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. It's just Ooh. a fun song. Do you prefer books or movies? Movies. Uh, would you rather travel back in time to meet your ancestors or would in you the rather future. <laughs> would you prefer to be slightly late or always an hour early? Always early. Um, name three people who you'd want to be in the zombie apocalypse with. Ray Allen, LeBron James, Michael Jordan. What is your What's your favorite record, tape, or CD that you've ever owned? I haven't owned any. Oh, okay. As a child, what do you want to be when you grow up? NBA player. Uh, what's your favorite tradition or holiday? Thanksgiving. Uh, what's your fi- What fictional world or place Harry would you Potter. like? If you could see one movie again for the first time, what would it Dodge be and ball. why? Would you <laughs> rather course. be the funniest or smartest, smartest person in the room? What would you like to be known for or remembered by? Wit. If you could meet any historical figure, who would you choose and why? Rayon, favorite basketball player of all time. If you had to lose all your memories except one, which one would you keep? Volleyball National Championship. What was the worst job you've ever had? Camp counselor. What would be the best advice you'd ever give someone? Always try your hardest. And time. Um, I don't know if you did this on purpose, but you destroyed you Kenny's beat the record. record. Oh, did I? You got 28. I'm sorry, Kenny. I, like, I, I, I honestly I mean, tried. I think it would be 27 because you answered none for one thing. Well, but that's the thing. Okay, my thing is I'm not an animal person. That's fair. You don't um, like animals? Did it start somewhere or do you just never liked animals? So what it started with was this dog at the top of my cul-de-sac when I was really young. It was like a St. Bernard. Mm-hmm. It would just jump on top of me and like knock me down. So, okay, if I had to choose one, I'd say cats, but realistically, uh-huh. I'm personally just not an animal person. Like, I think it needs to be, like, a specific, like, it has to be, like, the specific, like, the cat has to be, like, calm and stuff. Like, I, I need it to be a specific, like, nature of animal, mm. you know, for me to enjoy it. Looking back on a few of your answers, my favorite one by far, fictional world, I would also go to Harry, like, the Harry Potter universe, because it's yeah, dope. Yeah, I mean, that's just, like, it would just be cool. Yeah, it would be fun. Um, Why... Ray Allen, LeBron, and MJ. Uh, two of the goats, and then Ray Allen. Oh, okay. And the best Jordan. thirty-four in books history. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, so the worst job you ever had, camp counselor. Any? Well, it's crazy the stores? only job I've ever had. Well, I mean, it's a camp counselor. Camp I counselor's mean, jobs are always just. It's always. Well, something. yeah, no, I. Well, I that's, did. Actually, that's actually where I got. Uh, someone called me Cody Bellinger for two years straight. Wow. One kid called me Cody Bellinger for two. years You know, straight. I googled Cody Bellinger. I think right it's now. when I have my facial hair sort of growing because I don't have like the cleanest yeah, facial he's hair. Yeah, sure. got like. It's a little patchy. Like I got it right now. You can somewhat see it for you too. Like mm-hmm. I got a little yeah. patchiness. I think that I think that makes it look a little bit more. Definitely not when I'm clean shaven. I don't think I look like him, but I see it a little bit when yeah. I. Yeah. You know what? I can I can see. I it can a see little it. Bit. I can see it. I when I was a when I was a camp counselor, I convinced a couple of kids that Christian Yelich was my neighbor. Really? Yeah. Were they, you both camp counselors? They actually believe, well, did you ever go to camp like summer camp? No, uh, I, I went nev- to basketball camp, not summer. Yeah. camp. I went to basketball camp. Me too. It was like a five day camp though, like. I never, I wasn't, it technically wasn't like a, I wouldn't call it a camp counselor, but I was like a supervisor of like a playground that kids always went to. So like a teacher? No, not really. Like a campus supervisor? No. A yard duty. Like you were a, a yard duty. Yeah, I guess. You were a yard duty. You were like you a gardener? <laughs> yeah. I did just, just garden. It wasn't even related. Um, M&M's, M&M's and popcorn are the greatest combo of snacks ever. Uh, um, actually, I'm more of a bunch of crunch kind of guy. You guys didn't get that as an option. Bunch of, bunch crunch, of crunch. Bunch of crunch. Yeah, so it's like a, it's this like. A crunch bar, but broken up into like little like. Is this a West Coast thing? If I no, 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 yeah, no, no, they, never no, they have this. them out here too. It's. I've never heard of this. Um, it's just like imagine like a crunch bar, just like broken up into like little like bite-sized things. Hmm. Um, my friend would put them with popcorn. I personally didn't do it because I don't like to mix. Like oh. if I have chocolate, I don't like to mix them together. But. I've never seen this before. In really. My life. We'll have to give it a try. We're gonna give it a live crunch. review. Next it's a week. little. It's it's pretty goaded in my because it just it like, looks good. It's it gets, pretty goaded, like honestly. I like it. I prefer it more than the crunch bars. So. Oh, it has nuts in it. Sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry, I, nuts I've never in. had yeah, a, I've never had a crunch bar. So that's you why can't, you can't have yeah, it. Yeah, I can't have them. Pete can have it on I the I can other have hand. it. Um, languages you speak? Tout par français? Je m'appelle Luc. Comment ça va? Je suis un original. I'm oui. already impressed. You know, what I, you, know what, you know what the last thing I said was? What? I am a moose. 
Really? <laughs> my, my, okay, my two favorite words to say in French are grapefruit and mousse, because mousse is original. Because I always, I, I, when I first saw it, I thought it was original. Mm-hmm. The other one, grapefruit, is pomplamousse. 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 Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. I took French for a couple of years in high school, too. Yeah. Um, let's see. One more question we can go over. Pete, do you see? Oh, Thanksgiving. Good holiday choice. Coming up. You excited? Look yeah, kind of coming I mean, up, I I'm guess. always excited for the Thanksgiving season. Last I, year, my birthday was on Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. Nice. I never really liked Thanksgiving until I really? grew up. I didn't really like Thanksgiving food, but now I enjoy Thanksgiving food. Yeah. I like mashed potatoes. Are you more of a light meat or a dark meat kind of guy? Oh, that's a good question. I like both like equally. They're both good. Definitely light meat. Um, I'm more of a dark meat. But if it's my birthday, I don't have to have the turkey. I can have whatever I want. That's true. Nice. I d- yeah, Thanksgiving food, I agree. I had to grow into it a lot too, but the overall like... Just like eating food, then just watching football, well, I mean, spending I mean, time with I the family. A, the, thing is, yeah. the thing is, like, I kind of have a reason. Like, yeah, it's your my birthday. birthday yeah. My birthday is around then, so it's like that's fair. Hey, at least, at least my birthday is around Christmas because those birthdays are the worst. That's because, the worst because you get one gift you get one one for it's Christmas pack, and your birthday. Yeah, it's I'm, not. A, I'm far enough. My, me and my brother are actually. My brother's like oh, 13 days before Christmas. Okay. Mm. He's just far enough away that you can't really package it because it's yeah. still like a week and it's almost two weeks away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Lucky. I'm and I'm like a month away, so we're just far enough away that you can't package it Barely together. Cut. That's that's good. All right. Well, that I think is gonna wrap things up for us in the penalty box. Luke, and any, sorry, any Kenny, I really tried, but <laughs> he really, I saw him get to like twenty, I and I'm was like, literally he ain't asking stopping. questions. I'm like, we're at twenty four right now. We have like thirty seconds but, left. He was beating uh, the. He was well, answering okay, before it started. My, you, I, I think you I, even I, answered a question before I asked the whole okay, thing. I, I guess I am the Alabama of yeah, this easily. But, okay, no, but. I just went with what I thought the question would finish with for some of them. I respect the hustle. You set the bar high, um, but that'll wrap it up. I could have gone for more. Yeah, you definitely. Well, you ran out of time. You answered no, all I could have gone for more. I could have gone. At the beginning, I was taking my time. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but that'll do it for us on the penalty box. Um, Luke, thank you so much for coming on. Once again, happy birthday to our good friend, Kenny. Mm-hmm. Um, the Unwritten Rule, which Kenny, you can hear Kenny on, is on Fridays. Um, tune into that. And don't and, forget uh, to register to vote. Yes, register, register to vote, please. To vote. Uh, very important election coming up. Um, and we hope you guys had an amazing sh- time listening to us and have a great rest of your Tuesday. Bye. If you're ready for hump day. Hey, this is Brian. And Mikey. And Pat. From Weezer. And you're listening to KCOU. 88.1 FM Columbia. Columbia.